I'm Audrey Homan, and welcome to VT Ed Talks. The 2015 ChampBot Challenge, part of the annual Champlain Mini Maker Fair, was held at Shelburne Farms this past September. For the challenge, teams built their own robotic lake monsters. Producer Tiffany Lee has the story. Hi, this is Tiffany Lee, and I want to welcome you to another round of VT Ed Talks, WRUV's series of stories surrounding education in Vermont. Today, we hear from builders and enthusiasts at the 2015 Champlain Mini Maker Fair. One particularly eventful competition was the Champ Pot Challenge, where 12 teams set free their own remote-controlled Champ-themed lake monsters in an obstacle course on Lake Champlain today on VT Ed Talks. So, could you tell me your name? Shirley Reed. My name is Jake Neely, and this is Champ Duino 2. I am Alex Jadis, 10 years old. I am Victoria Jadis, I'm 12 years old. I'm Amelia Payne, and I'm in 11th grade. If you couldn't already tell, it was a fiercely windy day. The wind this year changed. Competition. But these competitors donned determination and worked it out. So we tested it out yesterday. It totally calm water in a protected spot and it worked pretty well. Um, it steered and drove and worked pretty much. Um, with the wind and the white caps pushing it back in, our motors couldn't overcome the wind pushing it. Yeah, I think that when there's a high wind, you need a much larger motor and then the motor has to be powered by a much heavier battery. So then your entire structure has to be able to hold up a huge heavy battery and then have a larger motor too. So, but uh, next year, I mean this year we use some pumps, like a little water fountain pumps. Mm -hmm. And um, they, were, pumps. they were nice, they were good, but they weren't uh, powerful enough to put up with the fall south wind of 15 to 20 knots or whatever it is today, <laughs> white caps. The wind was huge. Well, the wind was making waves, and the waves are so hard to deal with when you're dealing with a robot. I mean, everywhere we've tested the robot, I mean, there were small waves. There's just little ripples. White caps are a completely different story when you're putting your electronics in there, and waves breaking over top of a robot. If we had the robot we built last year, it would not have worked with this wind. Yeah. It, would yep. have, would have, it was like a sail. It would have blown right away. Yep. The, the motors that so, we had last year wouldn't have been able to deal with wouldn't the wind enough and waves power. that we had yeah. this year. Um, so, that's part of the game. <laughs> Among the competitors were students. Last year we did this as a school event and then the school didn't want to do it again, so we're just doing it like on our own and a teacher who did it last year was helping us again. And families who used methods of divide and conquer during their chant bot challenge. But we build with kids, so we had six kids building with us, ages 8 to 13. Kevin will take some and start talking about uh, the bilge pumps and the motors and the wiring, and I'll take three of the kids and we'll start talking about the design. How do we want it to work? What, what ideas we brainstorm a lot? And then we switch. And then I say, well, this is what the team came up with. What do you think about that? And they add to it, and then it's always a culmination of what everybody thought about, yeah, is what happens with the robot. Right. 
we'll say to one group of kids, okay, you guys go and try to, like this year, we were listening yeah. to the older kids, the, you know, we were like, you guys go and work on the fire challenge. And so they went off and they did a bunch of experiments trying to just, you know, be able to control the fire and place it and where they needed it to be. Right. And they used mouse traps and tried to make little fire catapults and things like that. Most of all, the competitors spoke to the challenge being accessible to all skill levels, allowing them to learn as they built. We had no one on our team who had any kind of background in electronics or anything. We had an art teacher, Shirley, who's a filmmaking student, and me, I'm a high school student. I have barely any experience in anything to do with electronics. I'd say that you don't need to spend a lot of money. Like, that's mm -hmm. probably the biggest thing. You know, like, our winning bot last year, we used bilge pumps, which you can buy at any hardware store. They're not terribly expensive. They're already waterproof, right? Um, we used PVC piping. Again, it's not expensive. It's easy to build quickly with. And we used a lot of duct tape. And, and swim noodles and for swim flotation. Noodles. If we can't run to a convenience store and find it, we don't build with it. Yeah, so it's not like we're using a lot of really super sophisticated stuff. We're, yeah. we're kind of building from what we have available. People should definitely just think, okay, we're going to get in there. Last year, there were some people who hacked a, uh, an old dead drill and used that as their primary motor. You know, so that's kind of what it's about, right? It's about it's about making it. Right, and any obstacle you come up against, you can pretty much find a solution on YouTube. So it's, right. it's easy entry. When we started this last year, we had no idea how you even made a, any of this, right? So we went on YouTube, and right. so for us, a lot of times, you know, it's the research. It's, it's instructables.com, it's make.com, it's, it's YouTube. Basically, any question you have, just seeing how other people are solving the little pieces yeah. and trying to pull that all together into your own solution. And we didn't do any Arduinos or any controller boards whatsoever. Everything is just hardwired, so it's just soldering. Right, yeah. So a lot of people might think, oh, I have to spend $100 on a controller board or whatever. And we didn't do any of that. We didn't it's, do any of that. We have three servos that we use. We can radio control like a, a remote control car, and they make positive connections, like literal, physical, positive connections that you can see in that box, you know? Our roles in building it were probably, um, probably learning sort of how to do it. Out yeah, help, it. helped out, like, in general. Our dad designed it, and we just built it. Yeah. Building an RC vehicle is possible and isn't that hard. So it was a nice start for a 10 and 12 year old to get into robotics. We'll definitely be seeing you back here next year. Oh yes, we're addicted now. Yeah. <laughs> and we have kids who every year are saying, are you making another champ? Can we be on the team? So yeah. Yeah. we're pretty excited. I think so. I think we'll definitely come back next year and try to try to get all three of the challenges done without any issues. You know, just being down there with all the other makers, I mean, whether it's ChampBot or, or anything else here at the Maker Fair, just participating, getting involved is, is the number one. And, and keep it simple and have fun. And will we be seeing you next year at the Chambot House? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. You've been listening to VT Ed Talks, WRUV's new series of stories surrounding education in Vermont. VT Ed Talks is supported in part by the Tarrant Institute for Innovative Education. Find out more at tarrantinstitute.org.